there, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I'm Nurse Mo, and as always, I am so happy to be your study buddy here with you today. We're going to be diving into pharmacology for episode 219. We're talking about levothyroxine. Before we dive into that, I do want to take a quick moment for a listener shout out to my SAN fam, those of you who are fans of the pod quiz and the other things that I do to help nursing students, and you take the time to write me and tell me your feedback and the results you're getting, and I absolutely love it. So this one goes out to Victoria, who says, I made a 100 on my PathoPharm exam this morning. I'm so happy for the resources from Straight A Nursing. Sometimes there is just not enough time in the day for a busy mom and wife to just sit and study. The podcasts and study sesh pod quizzes help me find more opportunities to still be getting it in while taking care of essential responsibilities. Just like multimodal drug therapy is sometimes needed, multimodal study strategies are needed for the best outcomes. Thank you, Nurse Mo. Victoria, thank you for taking the time to send that in, and I could not be more proud of you. Making a perfect score on an exam that's as difficult as PathoPharm is absolutely astounding, and you should be really proud of yourself. So Victoria is talking about my study sesh podcast, which is a private podcast, premium podcast full of pod quizzes and other ways to study. I will include a link to that in the episode notes. So again, today we're talking about levothyroxine. So levothyroxine is synthetic thyroid hormone that goes by several different brand names. Common ones are Synthroid, Tyrosint, and Levoxyl. According to the website clincalc.com, levothyroxine is the second most prescribed medication in the United States between the years 2013 and 2019. So it is definitely a medication you will see on exams and at the bedside. To help you understand what you should know about levothyroxine, let's go through it using the Straight A Nursing Drugs Framework. Now, this medication luckily for you, is one of the more straightforward medications you'll learn, so I'm thinking this one's going to be pretty painless. So D stands for drug class. Levothyroxine is in the therapeutic class of hormones and in the pharmacologic class of thyroid preparations. Essentially, levothyroxine is synthetic thyroid hormone or, more specifically, synthetic T4. The main effect of synthetic thyroid hormone is to increase the body's metabolic rate, more specifically, to increase the levels of thyroid hormone in the body. So thyroid hormone plays a role in brain and central nervous system development. It promotes gluconeogenesis and increased utilization of glycogen stores. It stimulates the synthesis of proteins and encourages cells to grow and differentiate. So. Yeah, it's pretty important. Now, the next letter in the drugs framework is an R, and that's for routes of administration. Levothyroxine, again, pretty straightforward. It can be given PO as a tablet, capsule, or oral solution, and it can also be administered IV. Now, the really cool thing about levothyroxine is the vast array of PO tablet strengths. So the PO tablet comes in 12 different strengths, ranging from 25 micrograms to 300 micrograms, in order to achieve easy and precise 
dosing. And they're all different colors. So you can go online and actually find images of what these different pills look like, the different colors, and the different dose strengths. And I believe that was for the preparation Synthroid. Okay, quick clarification. I did go double check. That is Synthroid.com is the website. So go there if you're curious to see all the different increments that it comes dosed in and all the different colors like there's one that's 88 micrograms. There's one that's 112 micrograms, one that's 175. So they're not just, you know, 25, 50, 75, et cetera. You can get very precise dosing with Synthroid. That's the idea anyway. So the next letter in the drugs framework is another R. So it's D-R-R-U-G-S. I cheated a little bit there, but I think it's okay. So the R stands for regular dose range. And again, when I talk about dose ranges, to me, it's not that beneficial to memorize super specifics, but to instead have a general idea. So for example, knowing that levothyroxine is in micrograms is super helpful, right? If you saw a dose for 25 milligrams, I'm hoping alarm bells would go off in your head because you have kind of a general idea. But let's talk just a bit more specifically. In adults, the general range for levothyroxine is 1.6 micrograms per kilogram per day. And then the medication is increased if needed by 12.5 to 25 micrograms per day generally about every four to six weeks until the patient gets to their desired levels. And we'll talk about that in just a moment, but we are going to start it at that 1.6 micrograms per kilogram per day and then increase by 12.5 to 25 micrograms per day every four to six weeks until we get the desired result and the patient stops showing signs of low thyroid hormone. Note that the starting dose is it's basically rounded to the nearest available tablet strength. So for example, someone weighing 65 kilograms would technically have a dose of 104 micrograms per day. But when you do the dose calculator at synthroidpro.com, it suggests a dose of 100 micrograms per day because there's no tablet that contains only four micrograms. Older patients and those with cardiac disease are recommended to start more conservatively at 12.5 to 25 micrograms per day with dose adjustments occurring every six weeks instead of every four to six. So maybe a little more time in between those dose adjustments. So the next letter in the framework is U for uses, and you've probably figured this out by now. It's pretty obvious. I told you levothyroxine was going to be painless. Levothyroxine is mainly used to treat hypothyroidism and myxedema coma, and it is also used to suppress the growth of thyroid cancer and suppress euthroid goiters, also called a non-toxic goiter. And this is essentially a goiter that is not related to hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, cancer, or inflammation. So again, levothyroxine is mainly used to treat hypothyroidism and myxedema coma, which is that very severe form of hypothyroidism. And it's also used to suppress thyroid cancer growth and euthyroid goiters. Nurse Mo here. Are you tired of sitting at your desk, studying for exams or the NCLEX? What would it feel like to get a bit of your life back so you could get up from your desk, go for a run, do things around the house, take care of errands, or even just take the dog out for a walk? Bet you can't because you need to study. 
or can you? With Study Sesh, you will use auditory formats to the max to accelerate your learning, free yourself from your desk, and get your life back. Study Sesh is more than just a podcast. It's a form of highly effective auditory learning that is so much more than listening. Study Sesh involves thinking, analyzing, and even responding. This keeps your brain highly engaged in a way that doesn't involve reading or staring at a screen. Stephanie says, the audio flashcards are a total game changer. I am hooked. And Amy says, it forces me to use my recall of information and critical thinking without the option of choosing from four answers. The drills are brilliant, again, forcing me to fully understand the information. And Kara says, I thought I loved the regular Straight A Nursing podcast, but Study Sesh is on a whole other level. Combined, they provide excellent study material, and I feel like I've struck audiovisual learning gold. Study Sesh includes over 100 study sessions in four formats. Most are the highly popular pod quizzes, and the others are in case study format, power hours, and drills. Plus, more in-depth topics come with study guides. Want to free yourself from your desk while you study for exams or the NCLEX? Enroll in Study Sesh today. Go to straightanursingstudent.com forward slash study dash sesh to learn more. That's straightanursingstudent.com forward slash study dash sesh. I can't wait to be your study buddy. So the next letter in the drugs framework is guidelines, the guidelines for administration. So first, let's talk about some safety guidelines. Levothyroxine is not to be used in patients with a recent myocardial infarction because the effects it has on the sympathetic nervous system could be harmful to an already compromised heart. Now, for this same reason, it is used with caution in individuals with cardiac disease. And people with cardiac disease may start therapy at lower doses and titrate up more slowly. It is also used cautiously in individuals with severe renal impairment. Now, infants with hypothyroidism will receive levothyroxine, but they must be monitored very, very closely for cardiac arrhythmias and overload, as well as aspiration when therapy is initiated and for the first two weeks. So if you're working in the NICU, you may have a patient who needs levothyroxine. So those are some safety guidelines around that. There's probably a lot more. I am definitely not a NICU expert. That's up to my sister-in-law, but these are just the basics to know. Levothyroxine has many drug-to-drug interactions. So some notable ones are it can decrease the effectiveness of digoxin. If the patient is taking an adrenergic medication such as phenylephrine or dopamine, it can increase the cardiovascular effects of those drugs. Levothyroxine can increase the effects of warfarin, and this would put your patient at risk for bleeding. In diabetic patients, levothyroxine can increase the amount of insulin or oral hypoglycemic that is needed in order to keep blood sugars within the desired range. And if levothyroxine is used concurrently with ketamine, it can cause significant tachycardia and hypertension. So again, think about that SNS activation. Now, the absorption of levothyroxine can be decreased if the patient is also taking a PPI, a proton pump inhibitor, 
an antacid, or sucralfate, as well as phosphate binders, such as those you see in chronic kidney disease. So again, let's go through those again. It can decrease the effectiveness of digoxin. If the patient is taking an adrenergic medication like phenylephrine or dopamine, it can increase the cardiovascular effects of these drugs. That makes sense, right? Think SNS activation. It can increase the effects of warfarin, which puts your patient at risk for bleeding. In diabetic patients, it can increase the amount of insulin or oral hypoglycemic that is needed to keep blood sugars within the desired range. And why do you think that is? Well, let's go back and look at some of the roles of thyroid hormone. They promote gluconeogenesis. Okay, mystery solved on that one. If it is used concurrently with ketamine, it can cause significant tachycardia and hypertension. And the absorption of levothyroxine can be decreased if the patient is also taking a PPI, an antacid, or sucralfate, as well as phosphate binders, like the ones you see for patients who have chronic kidney disease. Another important safety note is around misuse. Because levothyroxine does increase the metabolic rate, there is potential for it to be misused as a weight loss tool. Now, taking too much levothyroxine can have serious, serious side effects that can be life-threatening. And this medication absolutely should not be utilized as a way to lose weight. Okay, let's talk about some administration guidelines. So PO levothyroxine should be administered on an empty stomach to increase absorption. Foods or supplements that contain magnesium, calcium, iron, or zinc can bind the medication and prevent it from absorbing adequately. So teach your patients to space these out by about four hours. Another culprit is grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice is a culprit with a lot of medications, right? It's probably just safe to say if that's ever an exam question, grapefruit juice is the answer. Teach the patient to avoid grapefruit juice. I'm kidding, but kind of not really. Anyway, another culprit is grapefruit juice, which can delay the absorption of levothyroxine. However, a study conducted in 2005, I realized that was a bit ago and I couldn't find one more recent. It showed the effects were minimal. Now, that was one study. That doesn't mean that is, you know, gospel, but just be aware that that study exists. So if you see other information out there, that could be the reason. But for safety's sake, and most likely what's going to be on your exams is that it can delay the absorption. Now, if the MD, pharmacist, or nurse practitioner advises your patient to avoid grapefruit juice, then they definitely should follow their advice, not one single study from 2005, okay? You want to teach your patient to take their levothyroxine tablet on an empty stomach with a full glass of water first thing in the morning, about 30 to 60 minutes before breakfast. In the clinical setting, you may be administering IV levothyroxine to your patients who are NPO. And for IV levothyroxine, it should be given at a rate not to exceed 100 micrograms over one minute. So you don't want to slam it, okay? Take that full minute to give 100 micrograms. Now let's talk a little bit about some monitoring guidelines. Because levothyroxine increases metabolism, monitor your patients for signs of hyperthyroidism, tachycardia, angina, heat intolerance, tremors, headache, irritability, diarrhea, vomiting, and insomnia. And those are just a few. 
Now, your patient taking levothyroxine will have their TSH level checked regularly during initiation and titration of treatment, and then periodically to ensure they are on the adequate dose. So if you're a little fuzzy on how TSH relates to hypo and hyperthyroidism, I want you to go and listen to my podcast episodes on these subjects. Those are episodes 58 and 61. Again, episodes 58 and 61 will take you on a deep dive into hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism. And then the final letter in the drugs framework is an S, standing for side effects and what we want to teach the patient about and watch for ourselves. So again, because of the activation of the sympathetic nervous system, we're going to be watching a lot for those side effects. So that would be things like tachycardia, maybe even cardiac arrhythmias, signs of heat intolerance would be another big one, weight loss, and then insomnia and irritability are other key ones. And these are all basically signs that the patient just has too much thyroid hormone. They basically have hyperthyroidism now, and that dose adjustment does need to be made. So I hope this short review helps you feel a little bit more confident about getting a test question about levothyroxine or even using it in the clinical setting or in a sim lab or a case study, something like that. I promised you levothyroxine was going to be pretty painless, and I think it was. I personally think that you're going to do great. So before we go, I want to ask you for two quick favors. One, if you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, I want you to do that. I want you to get every episode automatically when they show up on Thursdays. Coming up, we've got a bunch of bonus episodes happening, and they're going to be happening on different days of the week, and I don't want you to miss a single one. So by subscribing or following, if that's what your podcast player uses, that word following, please do that. You'll be sure to get all of them. And second, I'd love for you to share the podcast with a friend. So if the podcast helps you, then share it with a friend. Let them know. Invite them to listen. Listen together. It can be really, really helpful, as you probably already know. And I want to reach as many nursing students and nurses as I possibly can. So join me next week. We're going to head on over to maternal newborn talking about oligohydramnios. I hope I said that right. We'll find out. I'll practice saying it before next week, I promise. So I would love to see you here for that. And again, if you're interested in studying with me on study sesh, I've included the link in the episode notes. So I'm looking forward to seeing you here next week for oligohydramnios. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. Hey, I'm not perfect. But this can be increased by 12.5 to 25 micrograms per kilogram per day. That's not right. That's not right. But it is also used to suppress. Suppress is not a word, no, not a word. And it is also used to suppress, I cannot say this word. So I'll see here, that, that's not even, that's not even a word. Get it together, Mo.